Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Dos Nunos, the number one place to discuss filmmaking, marketing, PR, and everything in between. I'm Adrian Nuno. And I'm Andrew Nuno. Very happy to be back, guys. We were on a brief hiatus because uh, of the election, definitely taking up all of our minds, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it was pretty much all we could think about. And so for those reasons, we kind of held off on episodes, but we are happy to be back and ready to talk about all things filmmaking, marketing, and PR. Amen, amen, amen. And this episode, uh, it, it's kind of like it's it's half advice, half commentary. We just found that especially given everything that's happened in this year, we kind of want to take a, a, a moment to just like step back and really reflect on, on just the current state of where things are at when it comes to, to marketing and PR and especially marketing and PR when it comes to being a creator, a content creator, your content in general. Um, and, and just how drastically, that has changed because the, the advice that I would have given at the beginning of the year is in no way, shape or form the advice that I, I would give now. I feel like things have just changed so much that it, it kind of does warrant this this deep dive into just where things are at and, and just how much things have changed. Absolutely. Like I remember there were beta clients that I was working with that we started working with them right around early June when Black Lives Matter really became a thing um, in, in America. And that kind of forced not just, you know, the clients that we were working with, but pretty much everybody in the social media sphere to kind of just put everything on hold and really just listen um, to, to, to the black community and really just hear their stories, understand and become more educated, uh, about their stories and really just ignited a great time for discussion. And we'll get to that. Uh, but that was one of the biggest examples of how I could not have predicted what 2020 would have been like in regards to I mean, and PR. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just so many things. So we'll, we'll just kind of uh, uh, take a, a deep dive into all of this, but I think first things first, w the first topic we want to touch on here is TikTok versus Instagram Reels. And absolutely, one one, one point I, I want to make is a, a no, uh, an observation that I've seen here is it is significant. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy because it's still right. isn't, but it is still significantly easier to gain a following on TikTok than on Instagram because I've been blown away at people just in my in my everyday life people that i'm friends with people that i at least know who have made tiktoks that have gotten over millions of views people who have 50,000 followers and i think so much of that has to do with just and i i'm, I'm going to speak on this a little bit further later in this episode but just this gigantic push for shareable content and and right. i think since tiktok especially in comparison to, to instagram is still a, a platform that's just now really starting to find its life. There's just so much more traffic there. And you're talking about uh, a population that are on their phones so much more than, you know, people who are in, in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And it's really, it's really caused people to, to really be able to build these followings uh, easier in, in a much easier right. fashion. And it's just been so fascinating to watch that. Granted, the, the pandemic could also have been a really big reason for this push and yeah. being able to grow followings and get their content seen. 
but it's just been a really interesting observation, especially in comparison to a platform like Instagram that you oh, yeah. have all these followers, all of these people who are out there trying to compete for attention and, and yeah. TikTok with this population that just engages on their phones so much more. I think one of the reasons why TikTok and Instagram Reels, which I'll get to in a second, just flourished so well this year was because we, I mean, we're, we were already connected to our phones before the pandemic, but especially during the pandemic, people turn to social media, people turn to platforms like TikTok for content that can help them escape from the world that we're in right now, whether it's content that's relatable to other people's experiences in the pandemic or just funny content that can make them just laugh, maybe have some sort of emotional reaction to content, and then by doing so, share it with other people. And I think that was the big thing that in general got TikTok to be what it is. And more so, Instagram Reels, which came out towards the end of the summer, of course, to compete with TikTok. But I think what's also been great with Instagram Reels coming out is that now we have creators that are creating content that can be repurposed for both platforms. So when you're creating content now, you're creating content not just for one platform, you're creating content for two platforms. And... I mean, of course, there is the 15-second maximum uh, time limit with mm -hmm. Instagram Reels, but still, it's the idea of creating shareable, bite-sized content um, that has actually supported a lot of folks who don't maybe have a huge following on either TikTok or Instagram, but it allows them to grow with organic reach by creating content that was you know, perfectly trending right in the heat of the moment, they used the certain right amount of hashtags, and just because they were at the right place at the right time, people have grown in, in their followings massively. I, I know folks that have gotten 2,000 plus followers just from a single TikTok. Um, and so mm -hmm. back to what you said, Andrew, it's right now is the time where it's been significantly easier to grow and gain a following on TikTok um, than on Instagram, but I have a feeling that now with Instagram Reels, uh, now folks will be able to see something much similar with Instagram because TikTok kind of set the groundwork that it's possible to do that. Yeah, and and really connecting that to, to content creators and, and their content and the projects that they're working on, I find that it, it is so interesting to see content creators and, and films and web series who really do try to utilize TikTok and Instagram Reels. Because I feel like it is this kind of doorway into the Gen Z or the younger millennial generation that really didn't exist a few years ago. You know, right. e everybody I know. And I remember because I held off. I held off on getting into TikTok for the <laughs> longest time. Oh, I and know. <laughs> I think it was like two months ago, it broke. It broke me, and I, I I got worn down, and I gave into it. And now I get it. I totally get it. Why TikTok is as big as it is, but I feel like there's such an opportunity for content creators to really build up a brand using TikTok or to discuss their projects using TikTok and Instagram Reels. And it's right. so interesting because I feel like at least a quarter of the the folks on TikTok or Instagram Reels are either models or actors. Right. And it makes sense because yeah. they're they're trying to get their themselves at, out there as this brand 
as comedians or just commenta- commentators. And this, these two things, TikTok, Instagram Reels, have, have given them that that space to really yeah. do that. So I, yeah. I would say that especially if you're a content creator or you're someone who has a project coming up, really don't don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of TikTok. Don't think of it as like this Gen Z just, you know, rabbit hole. Uh, which okay, to be fair, sometimes it can be. <laughs> sometimes it really can be. But don't be afraid to look at how you can really tap into this. And and I think honestly, we will do an episode uh probably next year, uh, where yeah. we really take a deep dive into TikTok and how you can really make use of this for yourself but yeah yeah Um, don't be afraid to get familiar with the platform and and start seeing what it can do for you absolutely and one thing i'll add on before we go to the next idea is since the creative industry in general this year has taken such a hard hit uh of course because of the pandemic of course folks are still looking for ways to to practice their creativity, to have a creative outlet. And I think TikTok and Instagram Reels have been such a huge help for those folks, Um, not just to still be creative, but then also to still have a following, to still connect with other people. And so it's kind of been a win-win, both for the creators to get creative and get their work out there, and then for folks who want to be entertained, want to escape um, the, the current world that we live in right now. And so I think it was just a, a perfect formula of so many things which led to uh, such engagement in both TikTok and Instagram Reels when it was launched uh, later this summer. Um, so with that said, we're now going to move on to the second idea uh, that we're going to be discussing, which is, of course how 2020 in general has changed PR and marketing. I mean, two ideas right off the bat, mm-hmm. the election, of course, and then Black Lives Matter that made such a strong impact on Instagram. I mean, I even, I even remember uh, how Instagram removed the recent posts section and all hashtags in an effort to help remove illegitimate info before the election, which I can't even recall the last time the platform even did that. Um, and so that's just one example of how the election had an impact on Instagram. But also with Black Lives Matter, it just ignited a discussion on diversity and who deserves to have a voice in the conversation. And I think that that's a really important point, too, to bring up about who deserves to have a voice in that conversation. Because I, I remember, you know, when when Black Lives Matter and, and that whole movement really took off after the um, the passing of, of George Floyd, or rather the murder of George George Floyd, I think would be would be more uh, on on the nose there. Right is is that even though we were starting to really have this moment as a country about diversity and inclusion, I think it it, it also really warranted consideration about who deserves to have a voice in that conversation. Because yeah. not everyone does. Not everyone does deserve to have a voice in that conversation. It's kind of like, you know, you can't you can't tell marginalized people how to feel. You can't tell marginalized people how to react, how to process their anger. Because you you there's a lot there's a lot of people who don't know anywhere who can't come anywhere close to having lived the experiences that these marginalized communities have lived. So I think right. that that it's it's really, really important. And and to be fair, I I am appreciative of a lot of white people, a lot of straight white people who have given them the, their voice, their space 
to these marginalized communities and have allowed them to use their social media accounts, to use their influence, right. to try to get the word out and to try to really share their perspective with others, which I, I really appreciate. And to that point, I think 2020 has seriously changed how customer stories get told, how stories get told in general. You know, I, yeah. I think that there is such a strong increase in this want for authenticity. And I think it's more important now than ever because oh, definitely, especially when the pandemic first broke out, you had people who were losing their livelihoods, people who were losing their jobs, who were losing their homes, who, who really found themselves in these desperate, harsh situations. And so I think especially, you know, as we're, we're thankfully nearing the end of what has been a brutal year, to say the least, people don't want people being fake to them. People don't want brands being fake to them. Yeah. They want authentic people being people. And I, I exactly. think that that's something, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. This was kind of always the thing, you know, this want for authenticity. It's something that, you know, I was advising people on, you know, years before this, this pandemic started or this year arrived. Right. But I feel right. like especially in, in the, the rise of what this year has brought us, it's so much it's so much more important now than ever to really make sure that you're being authentic when you're talking about yourself and and especially from a content creator's perspective people really have to keep that in mind when they're talking about their projects when they're talking about themselves don't try to put up this front and be somebody else and and try to fool us because <laughs> you know if, if we were good at at sniffing out fake personalities then we become freaking experts now at really being able to snip that out. So, so, you know, especially as, as we move forward from here and, and, you know, you're taking a look at how you can market your film or your web series or your art and yourself really tap into that authenticity because this year has really seriously driven uh, a, a desire for that in in a way that no prior years, at least in recent memory, have have uh, have done so. Absolutely, yeah. No, you you hit the nail on the head pretty much with what I was thinking of in terms of just an increase in in in, in a want for authenticity as that's become more important, uh, especially in twenty twenty uh, than ever before. Uh, and now with that in mind, uh, we're going to go back to uh, something that you mentioned earlier as our final idea that we're going to discuss, which is this push for shareable content. Yeah. And, and you know, I touched on this a little bit earlier in the episode, but something that we've really noticed, and I think a lot of this does have to do with the fact that we've, we were all stuck in our homes for months upon months and we've just been dealt one blow after another. We just kind of want escapes from, from our reality. We kind of exactly. just want to be able to just bask in a funny meme or a funny TikTok yep. or a funny video. Escapes, escapes uh, as I cannot say the word. Escapism. Escapism. There we yeah, go. Exactly. Thank you. My goodness. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what it's really caused is, you know, people want to follow 
friends. You know, they want to follow friends, not brands. And yeah. and I know that we've touched on on the brand paradox before that, you know, people want to be brands and brands want to be people. But I feel like, you know, and I think feel I I feel like TikTok really does have a, a large part to do with this. Oh, definitely. People don't want to follow pages or people that push agendas. They want to follow people or or brands that create funny, shareable content. And I think that's one of the reasons why you have these pages like Wendy's, for example. And I, I think like Wendy's is one of the most most often referenced examples of this. Because Wendy's, like if you follow their Twitter page, they get sassy. You know, they they throw out memes, they throw out, you know, just these really funny moments, whether they're responding to a tweet that someone else did or they're creating their own content. And so, you know, like, yeah, every now and then they do throw out these these um, these deals. But for a majority of the time, what they're really trying to be is your friend. You know, Wendy's exactly is kind of like that, that class clown that that throws out these funny moments, these shareable moments, and, and this shareable content. I can't tell you how many times I have seen something that the person who runs Wendy's Twitter account, something that they've written, that I've seen on Facebook, that I've seen on Instagram. And it's it's a really smart marketing strategy, strategy in that, that if someone's sharing a meme, if someone's sharing a sassy response – yeah, like I'm getting enjoyment out of that, but the Wendy's brand is getting, you know, all this free advertisement as a result of that. Right. Even, you know, for accounts on TikTok that are not huge recognizable brands like Wendy's, uh, one common pattern that I I noticed, especially just scrolling through uh, folks' pages, is that not every video that they had was a hit, but mm-hmm. when they did mm-hmm. have a hit, it didn't just fly. It 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 freaking soared. Uh, and it was for yeah. content that you'd never really think would would blow up. Like, I think there was this um, TikTok page. I think it, it was a, a gay couple. And they did a, a TikTok where literally uh, one one guy goes to join his, his boyfriend in bed and they cuddle. And the song is a cover of You Are The Reason. And that alone, I think it was like 10 seconds that has, I think, like over 2 million views. And it's because it, for one, like you watch it and you're just kind of like, oh, like they're they're just, you know, comfortable around another, one another. They're cuddling with each other. And the song choice was just perfect. It was just 10 seconds. But yet you leave that video already just like with a smile on your face. And it just makes all the difference. And so, that, so that's just an example of, of a video that when you first say it out loud, you think, that's that that really wouldn't work, and yet it's had the impact that it's had. Um, so I just thought that that was very very interesting because when it comes to creating content, there are so many possibilities. I mean, TikTok is just a huge content producing machine, and so whether it's trending topics, whether it's trending sounds on TikTok, or even just something that has an emotional center, like the video I just mentioned. I mean, the world is literally your oyster on TikTok and Instagram reels. It's just the only thing that will limit you is your creativity. Yeah. And so, you know, bringing that back to to being a content creator and having your projects and everything, you know, really, and, and this is something that, that, that I feel like has just kind of become this new realization is 
don't try so hard to push your stuff, you know, right. <laughs> don't try so hard to push you, you know, and, and, and I think that this is something that a lot of brands, a lot of projects are now realizing is to just create moments, create funny yeah. things, create shareable things, create moments between friends, between family members, because I can't tell you how many times in the past two months, even I have shared a TikTok, I have shared a meme, I have shared a funny video with yeah. friends, with family, and there's a there's brands behind that. There are creators behind that. And when you create these moments for other people, you create your brand in the process. Because in sharing your video and sharing your funny moments, your name gets out there, your brand gets out there. And so it's really, it really is about becoming the best friend, becoming the class clown, not becoming this brand, becoming something that people feel comfortable with and, and can rely on to create these moments for themselves. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And so, especially as we finish the year and then go into 2021, it'll be very interesting to see how these trends either continue or maybe discontinue and something else will come in and take its place. Yeah, yeah. And and we'll actually, the, the final episode of, of our first season will actually be um, our, our predictions for, for 2021 as far as, uh, you know, marketing and PR goes for, for content creators and, and their content. So uh, I look forward to discussing that uh, kind of deeper uh, and, and more in, in depth because I feel like there's a lot to dive into when it comes to what we think is going to happen to the industry going into next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to have that discussion and to see what comes from it. So yeah, no, I th I think that that you know that that's kind of a, a good cap on on this whole conversation. You know, we we dove into so many different topics here. You know, TikTok, Instagram Reels, how 2020 has changed PR and marketing, the push for shareable content. So so yeah, you know, I I think that it, it's really interesting to see how much even in just under a year the industry has changed uh, as a result of all these gigantic worldwide events and it'll be interesting to see how it, how it continues to change going in, into next year but you know i i think that that it's it's gonna be fascinating to watch and uh and just seeing what catches on what fades away and and what's what's here to stay oh definitely and i'm very excited to see uh going back to what you said earlier Andrew, about authenticity to see how that continues to increase, uh, not just on platforms like TikTok or Instagram, but maybe on other platforms like Twitter and how they've been uh, becoming more aware of misleading information on their platform and other platforms about how they will go about approaching content on their platforms that A, will be more authentic and B, uh, is is the truth <laughs> in general. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, indeed, indeed. But that's concludes this episode of Dos Nunos. I uh, hope you guys liked what you heard. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, hopefully tantalizing conversation uh, <laughs> between Adrian and, and myself. If you guys want to, uh, you know, learn how to go about a media interview, how to pitch your story, uh, and, and an array of other 
topics, feel free to give our other episodes a listen. We always appreciate support and, and your guys' support. Uh, it always means a lot to us. And we'll be back. Hopefully not. Hopefully it won't be this long before a new episode comes in. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it will be a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot sooner. I feel like at this point we, we've hopefully dealt with all the blows that that 2020 had for us so so no worries and in, in two two weeks you can expect another episode uh, right. but thanks as always guys we appreciate your support uh and until next time please stay safe stay healthy and remember the power of publicity is in your hands take care guys Bye.